Um, so I'm going to record on GarageBand and Reaper. And see which one I like best. And hopefully that doesn't crash my computer. Why don't you pick up your mic and talk into it? <laughs> give me a little... Uh, one, two, one, two. Give me a little heat. Hell yeah. Hey. Hell yeah. Hey. But we can hold our mics like this now. Like we're cool as fuck. Or hell, dude, we could even la- wrap the cord around like this. I cut my life into pieces. <laughs> you, you could totally do all kinds of emo shit with this. I could swing it around my head. What's the most obnoxious way to hold a microphone? Um, I think the... Uh, that dude from Incubus used to do really, like, tape tape up his microphone and shit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that how he used to do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now this is weird because now I'm... I just was just getting used to the studio element. Now I've got to get. Uh, you got to get used to this whole used element. To doing it at home. You like this though? I kind of. I tried to make it as like relaxed and. I feel like I'm attending a seance. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the mood I was going for. Um, I put a little incense on, <laughs> and uh, I got my fucking candle. Hey, um. Uh, so a little, little bit of guidance. Okay. Um, always talk into the mic like this, or you can kind of do it like this. Yeah, that would work too, but always have it at like, at least this close to your mouth. Cause it's not like those mics in the studio. It's not going to pick anything up like farther away from Kind of have to be eating it. Yeah. And I have some covers if you're not comfortable with that. If you want like a, if you want one of those little, um, muffs, would you like a muff to put Give on your mic? Muff. muff me. Now I feel like Chuck Woolery. <laughs> Who are who's the best game show host of all time, do you think? Who's the best game show host of all time? Yeah. Monty Hall. Who's Monty Hall? You know Monty Hall. Do I? What show is he from? This, I think well, did Monty Hall do uh, Let's Make a Deal or was that Chuck Wool? <laughs> Chuck Woolery did like uh, <laughs> fuck I forgot Chuck Woolery did. I just know he graduated. He's a Moorhead State alumnus like myself. So I'm not really into any. I don't know if I've been into a single game show in my life other than Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's a damn good show. I used to love that show. Man, I tell you what, the key to a good game show is it has to just be. The mindless pursuit of cash. Yeah. I mean, it can't be like anything <laughs> tricky and like all this kind of bullshit. It's just got to be some poor bastard that uh, his greed compels him to go a little further than he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that that we like watching. We, we like watching people compromise all of their basic values. Yeah. We're really craving. Like, uh, it's so funny species. because... A guy that's never seen a hundred thousand cash in his life <laughs> would just treat that like it's fucking ten bucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> if he thinks he can get that million, if he thinks he can get the next yeah. step up. <laughs> Damn, you're right. That's how I approach a lot of things in life. Um, that's how I approach grants. <laughs> <laughs> you can snap off him ten k's all day. <laughs> it's not your style, is it? 
<laughs> you'd rather you'd rather hit the one hundred k and take the rest of the year off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn dog. It's gonna be interesting podcasting with cats around. I like it because what it is. We're bringing the natural world closer to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be all around us now while we're recording. That's true. We are in the woods, sort of. We're in the woods. You can see trees. Uh, Literally, a bear was only about 10 feet from from where I sit right now. No shit when? Yeah. Uh, I posted it on Instagram or Twitter that one day. It came Uh, down off that hill up here. How long ago was that? It was about... Like in November or something? Oh, yeah. Right at the end of the summer. Yeah. They're restless, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody told me that black bears don't hibernate anymore because of climate change. Is that true? I have heard that as well. Like fish and wildlife people tell me that. I don't know if that's true or not, but they I They don't attribute it to that, but they say that they're not hibernating anymore because it doesn't get cold enough. One of the funniest things about our relationship, and probably just most relationships in Whitesburg in general, is... It's it's like ninety five percent based off of false information or 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 information it's, that hasn't been verified. Whitesburg is very apocryphal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. You're right. It's information that it's very apocryphal. A lot of the things I say on a daily basis, I have no fucking clue if they're true or not. But think, if you say it with enough authority, yeah, I think we're about eighty percent right <laughs> most of the time. I, um. Yeah, but a a lot of that, a lot of us, just me and you talking, is scientific facts, Scient- scientific things that we think are facts, yeah. or that we really want to be facts because we like to sound cool at a party. But who knows if they're actually true or not? My favorites to spread around like their gospel is that so and so is related to so and so. That's a big thing in Eastern Kentucky because everybody lies and says they're cousins. Yeah. Yeah, which is a really funny phenomenon. Uh, you mean um like people saying they're related to Pocahontas? Well, yeah, that. That is a big famous person to be related to. Right. Yeah, but not even that like Owen Wright, the guy that owns the tire store down here, swears up and down him and my mom are cousins. Do you think I asked my mom and she goes, "I'm not Owen's cousin." <laughs> <laughs> hey, get, every time I go there to get tired, he goes, I'll give you this deal because, well, you know me and your mom are your cousins. Why does he say that? Is he like social climbing? Is that his... Um... I just think everybody lies about being cousins around here. <laughs> Herbie Smith wrote a piece about it. Um, do you think there are any remaining ancestors of like the actual Christopher Columbus? Do you think there are like people who... No, but everybody alive today is a blood relative of both Confucius and uh, Nefertiti. <laughs> I thought it was Genghis Khan. Well, him, him too. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> this It's interesting, man. Uh, it's kind of weird, our relationship to the dead. Uh-huh. Because, like, I mean, I don't know if you saw this thing that was going around the internet talking about how uh, John Tyler still has, like, grandsons that are still alive. The president, John Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Um, has two grandsons that are still alive. No shit. Yeah. So, like, our relationship to time is kind of weird. If you took every dead person that ever died, period, <laughs> you could bury them in a plot of land about the size of Oklahoma. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Like side by side. Side by side. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. 
every if, person that ever died. What if you took all the cum that's ever came? Where what what would it fit in? Uh, what about? We should start. <laughs> we should start a rumor that like you know, man, <laughs> that if you took every drop of cum that ever was ever came, it would fit in a forty-four ounce big gulp cup. <laughs> <laughs> Every single drop. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to have some kind of obscure scientific, like, yeah, no, like the molecules in cum, they're more densely packed, and yeah. so you could you can fit them into really small, yeah, and spaces. Say it with complete conviction, one hundred percent certainty. Why do we need facts like that? It's so weird that people do stuff like that, that say stuff like that. I mean, that people actually sit down and do the math like, for it. Like the little bar bet <laughs> kind of facts. Like, could you imagine, like, a mathematician like Einstein or something like that? Like, he's, he spends, like, years and years working on this incredibly hard. He's in, his, he's in his garage, like, fucking scribbling on the wall. You know, just, like, montage of him being stressed out all the time. And then right. he fi- finally fucking falls off the toilet one day and, like, hits his head and it comes to him and he's like... Oh my God! All the cum that's ever cum came <laughs> fit in a milk jug. <laughs> I finally figured out the algorithm that allows me to figure this out. That, uh, yeah. No, it's now we're now we're now we're gonna have cats. We're gonna have the natural world right up next to us. So we we will have to become more like actors now. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna have to respond to the world, right? We're no longer like secluded in a little cocoon. Hey, bay. <laughs> yeah. Like a Willie Nelson poster on the wall. Exactly. Now we're in a log cabin with all sorts of amulets and <laughs> soothsaying devices, and yeah, we're in a gingerbread house that's put together with graham crackers. <laughs> and icing. Doesn't it kind of look like that? Yeah, it really does. It looks like. Looks like if you got high enough, you might mistake your walls for like a big ice cream sandwich. You could eat them. Yeah, no, we're not going to be secluded. We're not going to be sequestered off from the rest of the world any longer. Well, We've been let out. That, of the, we won't be. We've been taken out of the box. You could say that we were before. We were like pristine, um, you know, little superhero dolls, toys, whatever. You see the analogy I'm going for here. I think so. <laughs> We had we were up on the wall. We were still in the plastic. Now we've been taken down. We've been taken out of the box. We've been uh, sprinkled with some sort of dust, and now we're 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 alive, boys. It sounds like we're real boys. We're, it sounds like a a um, Van Halen album or something. Out of the box. That was a big. That was a big uh, cliche in that like first generation of classic rock. Really, yeah. like toys coming to life. <laughs> yeah. like you, you saw it in like Tom Petty videos and Van Halen videos. Was there a claymation Tom Petty video? I feel like there was. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, look who's look what the cat drug in the cats. Literally, check this shit out. <laughs> That's what we were going for. I said it looks, sounds, looks like we're getting ready to attend a seance. That is a, a security measure. It's it's a, like people will never once they get up here, they'd be too winded to actually murder me. <laughs> You'd have a distinct advantage. I'd have a distinct advantage. You've got your mic. Check this shit out. Y'all look legit as fuck. We look legit as fuck. We got microphones. It smells like dank patchouli in here. Oh, patchouli? It, uh, it's like 
Yeah. <laughs> Did I overdo it? <laughs> Did I overdo it with the incense? I have a candle. You I have was a go- fire going. It's sixty-five degrees outside, but I'm, d- I appreciate the ambiance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pee I'm going in the for, if I keep looking. At I'm that. going for the aesthetic. Uh, I have a candle that I made that I called Sea Biscuit. I've been informed. I, it's because I <laughs> I put sea breeze oil in it. Sea breeze. Uh, cedar, bourbon, and what was the fourth one? It's like mug and some, mug and bone or something. The candle lab, you went somewhere and paid to do this. I did, I did. Terrence is into artisanal <laughs> candles late now. Late capitalism, people. Well, you, uh, you, I was informed that it's problematic. It's a problematic candle. Did you say that, Tom? Why? Did, why would it be problematic? Oh, <laughs> because it so it has like a very masculine sense. Uh, Keep talking, Tom. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, I mean, all Tom's candles are tobacco scented. I never even. I like to, I like to smell. Sandalwood. Like I've been to the, to the bars. Keep talking, Tom. This is much cozier than the studio. We're yeah. just free to be yeah. ourselves. It's, yeah, we're yeah. free to be ourselves now. We're right up against nature now. Yeah. Um, you have Easter lilies blooming. Yeah. Outside, I think you should cut a few. Bring them on in here. Uh, da- da- uh what are the. Dandelions. Dandelions. Yeah. It'll probably frost yeah. in a week and they'll die. But right, yeah. right. Bring them on in first before they die out. And the cat greeted me. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's what Tom was saying. He's like, it's going to be weird doing a podcast with cats running around. Nah. I'm actually... <laughs> I think it improves the... I think I've decided to get a cat. Have y'all you really? I've been, Have you really? Y'all know wow. I've been sitting with Interesting. this. Interesting. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> I've been Tom. sitting with this. Yes. But today, you know, I let it slip to my stylist that I was going to get a cat. <laughs> and so today she made me an emergency appointment at our consignment shop. And when I got there, she had about $300 worth of clothes hanging in the dressing room for me to try on. <laughs> I think she thought Before this was you a, do that, a try act these of on. desperation. <laughs> She's like, instead of a cat, maybe you need a new wardrobe, baby. <laughs> she tried to save me from myself. Oh, well. But I thought maybe if I used my tax return to adopt a sweet black cat to make me feel more like a witch and to get those fake pointy cat nails, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, this alternative to getting them declawed, which is inhumane. No, 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 no. I mean, for me, for me, I'm going to get the fake nails. Oh, I thought you meant like. You know, you can get the soft tips for the cats. Really? It looks like they're so like me and the cat can go to the nail salon and get our cat our nails done. Well, I don't know if you can get the cats done, but they basically just like put little rubber tips on the. So when they scratch wow. your couch, it doesn't tear it all to hell. Are you oh, fucking serious? I had no idea. Uh, they put rubber tips on every single claw. Well, I mean, they're like they're supposed to look like little painted fingernails. Is what it's <laughs> that supposed to look so like. That's so cute. I love it. That's amazing. Well, it's, it's the alternative because cats' claws are actually like people don't know this, but they're actually like their fingers. Like they have like. <laughs> implications for their sense of touch so when you declaw them it's actually you're Wait, actually really? like yeah. well it seems like declawing is a really fucked up thing to do it's yeah. essentially like um it'd be like us it wouldn't be like us clipping yeah. our toenails it would actually our be like somebody cutting the tips of our fingers off. your entire nail <laughs> god damn that's what the like the vietnamese did to john mccain as like a POW. You Good segue, Terrence. Up. You always, you always <laughs> drag us. Down. Maybe John McCain should have got some fancy nails after <laughs> Vietnam. I'm sorry. I'm like really concerned. I'm doing this correctly. I really hope I am. I'm. I'm so nervous that it's going to fuck up, and then, and then, um, we'll have lost everything. 
All we ever had. All we've ever done. All we've ever had. <laughs> Complete damnation. But I think it'll be fine. It'll be fine you know, if, if I just fucks up, trust it. Then I mean, should we just pause it and pl- do a playback and listen to it? Um, let's do let's do that. Yeah, can we just do a test one run real quick? Wait, 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 hold on. Before we do that, I really, um, I really, are you serious though about this about cat finger? Uh, yeah, that's, that's serious. Yeah. Well, you all know what I was actually talking about, which are like the pointy tip nails that yeah. look kind of like cat nails. I want to get those the same day I get a cat. Uh-huh. Like a whole aesthetic. And I really, obviously, I'm just going to go adopt whatever cat needs a mom. But if it's a black cat, that would be great because I'm really trying to live out some Megan Mog fantasies. It's my favorite comic strip. So you're seeking out a cat. Okay. I think, I think I'm going to do it. I could probably find you a cat. Tanya, well, before you do all this, how about you uh, come over to my house and I got some nice dresses for you to try. <laughs> I've already done this. I spent $100 today at the consignment store. Do you know how many pieces you get for $100 at the consignment store? Probably like 20. Lightsburg, yeah, Kentucky, that 20. goes real damn far. About 20 pieces. Oh, I just threw that number also, out there. Also, I want you all to see what they had made for me when I got there. This is like, I'm going to post this on the internet soon, but <laughs> I'll get to peak. I haven't been able to get on the internet. But, um... Wait till you see this. Deb, the owner of our consignment store, fucking drew this. It's TT's dressing room. And it's a portrait of me. Yeah. Oh, but God. Damn. It's a marker portrait of me <laughs> with my fuck? feminist snapback. The last on. thing anybody need to do is give you your own dressing room. I want to. Uh, <laughs> I know. Is this not VIP treatment? I want one of those. I made a 130 I appointment. Box I showed up. This was th- this was on the dressing room door. A, a literal hand painted portrait of me that said TT's dressing room with a heart. And it's, it has my feminist snapback hat. It's amazing. Painting on the drawing, and then there was like all my sizes, all my style. Wait, they, they like, knew you were coming, and then they just like. I think there's a phrase that we use around here called "they saw you coming." <laughs> they literally saw you coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I literally as soon as I got there, I was like, I really appreciate this like <clears throat> VIP treatment, but I know that this is because my stylist who works here knows that I just got my tax return. <laughs> So again, they saw you coming. She literally knew I just got my tax return and I was talking about buying a cat and she saw the sign on the wall, the writing on the wall, is that I needed a wardrobe upgrade. I needed a little pick me up. Fucking A. This is not like you're right, you're right. They sold me. I said it when I got there and I said it again on the way out. That's all right. I got poor impulse control too. For your money. Yeah, that's that's all right. I feel great about it. I should have brought my, all my clothes in to show them to you guys. Oh, shit. But, so this is also where you were told that, wait, wait, wait. Your stylist is also here and you told her you're going to get a cat? Yeah. And she was all about it? Was she supportive? No, I think she was trying to get convince me to buy a wardrobe instead and like oh, okay. see how that went. And then maybe if I was still feeling down, I would get a cat. Because <laughs> she thinks it's because I'm feeling down. So... <laughs> Even though that's is not it? what I said. Is it though? No, I think it's just because actually it's because I kept her two dogs and child for like 10 days recently <laughs> and now I have a little empty nest syndrome. Okay. Get your cat. So it's sort of like postpartum but for your house. Yeah, now the house just feels really nest. empty. Yeah, you and call it empty nest syndrome. That would make sense. Have yeah, you uh have you which honestly people say this, but I think cats are ways you take care of the plants. 
You've done well with your plants. My plants are doing great. So you're ready to upgrade to a living, breathing being. Right. My plants are doing great. I, I re, I'm about to, we, we've been discussing repotting. <laughs> in spring, we're going to do a whole repotting. They all want bigger, bigger uh, spaces, so. I, I think cats are pretty, <clears throat> they, they're but very self-sufficient. I hadn't thought of this. How will the cat take to the plants? Well, it depends on the plant because me and Tom had a fern at the old apartment that Leon just absolutely destroyed. Like he, he peed in a lot and fried the root system. Yeah. yeah, he loved to lay in it. That's really what he liked to do. He liked to get in it and just lay on top of all the fern. <laughs> <laughs> just pee in it and just wallow in if it. The cat That's destroys my money tree. I really don't know what will come of me. Well, you well, can. Well, um, money tree might actually destroy the cat because they're toxic to them. <laughs> A money tree? Yeah. The greenback? I grew a money tree. What's a money like tree? This, it's just like a type of tree. They yeah, you know, yeah. Like, well, I grew one from this I thought size. you were referring to like the uh, thing people say. <laughs> no, I grew one that <laughs> I was, was like, this getting is Getting shaded under some money tree. <laughs> I grew, yeah, get you some shade under money tree. <laughs> I grew bragging about our wealth. <laughs> yeah. a money tree the size of the palm of my hand, smaller even, to like this tall. My money tree is this tall. I grew it. Damn. And it's getting bigger and bigger, and I want it to touch the ceiling and to bring me wealth and prosperity. That's and pretty cool. Gosh. It's my capitalist tree. Well, the, if the, <laughs> if it's that big, I think the cat will be um, scared of it. It will be like, no, I'm not going to fuck with that tree. <laughs> but as if it was like all a of sm- our hopes and dreams are tied up in this tree, <laughs> gotta go chew something else. Yeah, come on, Mog, level with me. Oh, uh, all right. That's a. G- I'm going to actually stop it and just try real quick. Okay. Um, to see if it's working good, We're, and we'll take a, just a quick break. We need to get who up here. Eric. Eric. <laughs> Eric. He asked me that. He said, "I, I, uh, have you all record? Have you uh, when you recording with the boys again?" I said, "Tonight, Eric." He asked me every fucking week. <laughs> When you gonna get back on that podcast, Tanya? You just let money go out the door. You just let money fly right out the door. I swear to God, he, he stresses me out. And I'm like, Eric, I can't deal with this right now, dude. I'm recording with them in a couple weeks. And he's like, man, you letting money just fly right out the fucking door. Save it. This is the good shit. We're rolling again. We're, it's going again. He'll straight up be like, yo, dog, when you record with them again. You got money going out? That's hilarious. Tell me what he says. You got money flying out the window. You just let it fly out the window. <laughs> Dude, I'm too busy. I can't. I can't take it on every week. Like I'm not doing it every week. And he was just like, oh "You need to start God. your own thing or something. You just can't be just sitting around." Leave <laughs> you got to give the audience what they you're want. You're not rising and grinding. You're leaving money on the table. Yeah, just leaving it. Leaving Can it. Can we talk about that for a second? The whole rise and grind. Hell culture. yeah. Hell yeah. Like Is that the, like side the, hustles? I don't. I don't get it. Like you know, like the Twitter set that's like. Uh, you know, basically, if you're not wealthy, it's your own fault because you've not. Oh, uh, the bootstrappers. Well, you not know, even that, but the like people it's, who are. I think here's the people who sell like Mona V and shit. The people who sell like pyramid scheme things, scheme esque thing is the quintessential, or, or or even like Mary Kay would be kind of an example, or Avon maybe. I don't know which which is the one where it's like structured where you have to sell your shit and get your own. Both. That, but I'm also talking about the guys that like. Think they're gonna start their own like t-shirt company, like streetwear brands and shit like that. <laughs> well, right now it's it's like Lularoe. There's like so many of these scams target women. Like, uh-huh. Of course, the Avon and Mary Kay, but Motivies the same right way. Right now, dude, my cousin has like twelve Facebook closed groups trying to hustle 
leggings, dresses, jewelry. It's like Lula Al. I don't know what the fuck. So many different brands she's got rolled in, and she's like trying to get a hustle on, and and she's wearing them all. And so I feel like, how could she? I just maybe she's making money. I don't know. But the other day she like gave away a bunch. I'm like, I hope you're as flush with cash as you acting like. But <laughs> I just really, I just, I don't know. Yeah. And my other friend just started up. She started consulting for Pure Romance. What's that? Oh. Sex toys. My, is it sort of the same thing? As I teased exactly. on Twitter, a little known fact, Kim Davis, the Kim Davis, the Round County clerk. Yeah. Her sister is a Pure Romance agent in oh, Moorhead. Really? Named Dee Dee. No shit. She's also a fantastic bar singer. Wait, 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 wait. So. Kim Davis, her sister sells sex toys. It's either her sister or her sister-in-law. Maybe it's her ex-husband's sister. I'm not sure. One of her ex-husbands. One, yeah, one of. But we're not shaming divorcees. No, no, no. Yeah, this is no, we're pretty great. On the contrary. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's so my friend in Ohio is just starting this hustle. Which she's one of our Patreon subscribers. She'll hear this. She gives us like a lot of money a month, more than five dollars. Well, thank you. She's she's a bad bitch. Shout out to where she live. Ohio. <laughs> oh wait. She's in Adams County, like southeast farm country. Okay. One of the funniest things to do is walk through the streets of any city in Ohio and just scream O H and without fail. <laughs> Remember when we came back from the soccer yeah. game? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can do the same thing with C A T S Yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah, anywhere in Kentucky you just like, C A T S Yeah. Aiden no, does the best. <laughs> we were up at D and Mimi's on sa- on Saturday watching the game and oh, yeah, Willie and the baby were in town. Yeah. And they were trying to teach the uh, the baby. C-A-T-S. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just want to eat blueberries and like right, right. kiss Ophelia. Ophelia, yeah, was <laughs> also oh, getting it. Oh, so cute. Oh, my God. All right, now that I've got this figured out, I'm going to actually go pee. I already do some motherfucking podcasting. Just well, what, she, what should we talk about? What even happened with that fucking game? Go for it. Tom, what's literally happening with our basketball team right now? Uh, We're all right. We're all right. We didn't really need that last win. <laughs> it was optional. Stroken like a true Kentucky fan. It was optional. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're kind of mediocre. I don't know. I, I really we'll have no idea what to expect. Will we hit the NIT? No, we're in the NCAA tournament, but how far we'll go remains to be seen. Oh, we already are? I mean, we will be. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll probably draw five or six seed, something like that. Oh, you think it would be that high? Ain't we ranked so. like 20 right now? 23. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably unranked now that we lost to Florida, but what was Florida ranked? Nothing. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. But they're good. They're gonna they're gonna make some noise on the tournament. SEC was just tough this year. SEC's always tough. It's always been physical, but this year it's just been downright fucking good. Yeah. And we never get enough credit. No. Always SEC. No respect. No respect. <laughs> I like how he's got this MCAT study book here just uncracked. What is he doing? That's an impulse buy from hell if I've ever seen yeah. one. Yeah, is that, what even is that? It's the medical school test. Oh my God. That's an impulse buy. I like how he set all this up but didn't even bother to clean his fucking coffee table off to make room for all this shit. <laughs> Who has 17 books piled on their coffee table? He can't possibly have all these in the queue. I'd say probably move these does. to your toilet. They might to your bathroom. They might get red. Was this was this MCAT? Was this an impulse buy on your part, <laughs> or, or what? You, or do you aim on being a? You gonna be a doctor? So, you, uh, 
when we were on hiatus, <clears throat> I was like, oh, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I don't know what is. I don't know. I was just in a really this bad This podcast place. was giving you all your identity. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was giving me an identity crisis. And I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to fucking school. I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> Unlike Dr. Poon, you were going to be... I was going to be a medical doctor for literally like four weeks. I was like, I'm going to study my ass off, take the MCAT, and I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to show that, my That dad. was a literal thought that I had. What kind of doctor would you be? Um, A medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I would probably do just like... Uh, I would probably do the craziest shit imaginable, like ER, you know? So just like no, I would never want to see you in the ER situation. Broken bones, burns, bullet wounds. We're talking Dude, the hard you shit. You would have the worst bedside manner to be an ER I, doctor. Literally, you literally. would basically a man would be bleeding out, and instead of comforting you, would be like, "Go on, it's okay." <laughs> You just be like, dude, what the fuck happened? What the fuck did you do? How did you do this? Dude, you're fucking stupid. You're gonna die in like four minutes. <laughs> nice knowing you. You don't. You think that's how I would be as a doctor? <laughs> if you survived medical school, what you need to do? There are maybe medical school would change you. <clears throat> there are, are niches to carve out in anything, like in baseball, the middle reliever, the knuckleball pitcher, in football, the punter. Yeah, you know, what would be medicine's equivalent um like a podiatrist <laughs> dentist <laughs> dentist i see what you're saying here well, but dentists like this provide like an essential service even though i would argue that you should probably be a medical doctor to be a dentist you, you're saying like physical therapy something that's absolutely necessary but, but for, like an actual md though like a discipline that an md would do okay we're gonna get hate mail for this <laughs> Who is who is the Tim Wakefield, the Sebastian Janikowski um, of the medicine world? Let's see. I wouldn't say radiologists. Anesthesiologists might be up there. Because you got to be really, really good at that one thing. Because if you fuck up. That's true. You, I mean, you can really. You can kill somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's oh, not yeah. like surgeon. You're not the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess that's. You're just putting people out left and right. Yeah. You're just knocking people out. <laughs> what? Do you think there's ever been a sociopath that became an anesthesiologist just to like? Well, I guess the jig would be up after like a few malpractice suits. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that is the most likely way to go on the cutting room table, right? Well, there's. I think it. I think it is. I think it happens more often than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most people that don't sign. die during surgery, they die during the anesthesiology or an infection afterwards. I think it'd be mm-hmm. pretty tight. I mean, honestly, it's much better than waking up. A week later, and finding out that they accidentally sewed a knife into you, and then, you know, getting bacterial infection. Jesus and God. actually, I don't even know that to be true. <laughs> if I said that with complete authority, most people die from infections afterward. Or the anest- I have no, no fucking clue. idea. I made that up. I just told a bald face lie. <laughs> I mean, I did consider going to medical school once to try to become <clears throat> a gyno just so I could perform abortions for free. Well, so. <laughs> Just for that, thought. literally, it's all my my only interest was. To <laughs> I had no interest in the half a million un, dollar year salary. An underground like, hey, just... abortion clinic was my only interest. No, I uh, when I was a kid, I used to be a very like bright, um, you know, type A, uh, straight A pluses, like top, you know, and I used to be so 
um, like convinced I was probably going to be a doctor or something. And so, and so literally I was thinking like, I did it once. I can do that again. I could like become that person again. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like having an identity crisis. I do that. Did you order that book on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I would love to see your Amazon searches. <laughs> can we release that to our Patreon subscribers? I don't even know if I want to see that. Your wish list or something. <laughs> Pull, I want all, all y'all to pull up your Google searches right now and tell me your last three Google searches. Oh God. Wait, how do you see that? Ooh. Go yeah, how Google. do you see just that? Just go to Google. I and Google like words all the time, in. but I don't know because I'm a goddamn dumbass. See, I, I usually just type things into the search bar at the top. Yeah, me too. So how do I find this? <laughs> oh, here we go. I got you. I got you. How did you do it? Uh, I just went to Google and you okay. know, hit the bar. Um, can't get headphones to work on Tascam US 4X4. <laughs> Uh, Michael Mann, Manhunter. Quite topical. <laughs> M366. Did you say Manfred Mann? Michael Mann. Michael Mann, like the rat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I right. feel like such so much more of a performer with these microphones because we're holding them I know, up. right? And before, Me and Tom we were, were just talking sticking about around. We could, like, you could, like, it's like you're singing. Yeah. We're on The Voice <clears throat> in a log cabin. Okay. <laughs> God damn this bear this is gonna be good. Get you get your waiters on. Clocking you. <laughs> I looked it up to be sure what it meant. Oh my god. I'm so embarrassed. Full moon. UK basketball. Nice. Nice. You can tell I'm in no way preoccupied with death because mine are is Rick Ross still alive? <laughs> Michael Shannon. <laughs> Heart pain versus lung pain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've had this weird gnawing sensation Fucking in my chest God for two days. It's, it. it's actually subsided, but... See, you would actually be a great doctor, and you would simultaneously be the best doctor and the worst doctor. You would be thorough. But you would drive yourself and your patients <laughs> to insanity. I said, man, we can't rule it out. <laughs> Chances are you don't have uh, dengue hemorrhagic fever. <laughs> but we better just run the test. But you sure. may be histrionic. Oh, my God. They yeah. get their bills back, and it's just a million dollars. We ran every t- I had to run every test. I You're had alive, know. aren't you? <laughs> oh, fucking hey. Um, so what's going on in the world? We got our we got yeah. our uh, our better half back, with, our better third back with us today. And it does feel good to be back with you all. I thought this would be stressful. It feels great. No, see, I tried to make the atmosphere as good. calm as possible. <laughs> had, I got had the goddamn Teddy Pendergrass fire going. I know. Yeah, there's Teddy literally yeah, literally a fire going. Incense, Our Lady Guadalupe. Oh. We can light candles and stuff now. We can. We can smoke weed. We can drink. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. If I, I didn't have to, a but... meeting and a fucking call after this, <laughs> fuck my life. What'd you say? <laughs> I choose not to. <laughs> Still choose not to. Pass on all that. <sighs> yeah. Feels good. But it has also felt good not to have to do this every week. So thank you all for floating out our sailboat without me all these weeks well it's not been easy it's it's not but uh <laughs> at times we thought we were gonna crash on the rocks and we thought we were gonna lose the audience we thought everybody would be like man fuck this shit <laughs> no one said anything <laughs> it's been cricket yeah they did oh I'm, yeah they have my, even my me, mom texted have. me my mom's been like 
Where's Tanya been oh, lately? Oh, your mom asked about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, mom. <laughs> Everything's cool. I'm here. Yeah. I was, I was, um, uh, I was texting with her about, I don't, you know, I never know how much she listens or not. And she was texting me the other day and she goes, um, she made a reference to on the, on the last episode, me and Tom were talking about, uh, dumb ways to get loaded. And I said, the dumbest way I ever got loaded was I tried to smoke a, a hemp necklace that I had when I was in high school. And she, and she sent me a message about it last night. Oh and I was like, my God. or two nights ago. I don't remember what it was. She's like, did you really do that? <laughs> You tell her it's all an act. Nothing you say on there is true. Yeah, I was like, it's a bit. Great. Good job. But that reminds me, um, I don't know why we didn't say this, Tom, but on that episode about really dumb ways to get loaded, one of the dumbest way I've ever gotten loaded was with you, and we we bought a fuckload of nutritional yeast. Do you remember this? We bought a we bought a bunch of that Wellman's yeast from Oh, that's Food right. City. That's right. To see if, how much alcohol we could drink without getting drunk. <laughs> how? So Tom had read this article about um, I don't remember who it was, but he, like that was like he's the like, guy that's like the like the founder of Sam Adams Brewing Company. <laughs> yeah, he like read this in Esquire or something. I don't remember what it was. And this guy was like secret to like partying all night at parties and not really getting fucked up was he would take nutritional yeast, and apparently I think his theory was that it slows down your metabolism. Correct? It does something? <laughs> it, I'm gonna botch the piss out of this, but apparently the, the, we've botched every scientific thing we've said so far. To that. <laughs> There's something called alcohol dehydrogenasis that occurs with it, I guess. And basically, the active yeast serves as a first line of defense before your liver has to metabolize it. And so, I guess, I guess it kind of like basically just bears the brunt of the initial right. assault before it gets to your liver, make you know, making you <clears throat> less intoxicated. Well, we started this on like a Saturday afternoon. It was like one or two in the afternoon, and we just I don't know. We uh, we bought like a six pack of West Six each, um, of like high PA. Yeah, and went down a bunch of. And the thing is, is I don't know if this is like didn't placebo, really work. but it it. I mean, it kind of did. Yeah, you, you drank six stout beers and drove home with state police following you for six miles. <laughs> oh I my did that. God, yeah, really? I did do that. We were the funny. <laughs> the funny thing. The funny part of this was I don't remember was, that when we were going home. I remember saying to Terrence, "Man." God, somebody's on your ass like this guy behind us. You always think it's the cops, and you always think of the worst thing you ever did. And then by the time we got out of the holler and we could see the lights, it was the fucking. It was the actual cops. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. I do remember that. We were at a Cram Creek, correct? Is that or where we were? Uh, Sylvia's house on. Uh, oh, uh, Cowan. On. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scuttlehole Gap. Gap. Oh, Scuttlehole Gap. Let me tell you something <clears throat> out there, world. I don't give a fuck how. Much you think you're built for any kind of life, you ain't built for no fucking scuttlehog ass. <laughs> this I'll, put that, I'll put that on anything. He has the craziest scuttlehog gap story I've ever heard. Oh my god, that's the four wheeler incident. Oh yeah, god damn, that was just. Dark. It just had a lot of elements that made it really creepy, like a like a six year old child and like a. It, it, it could have been to buy pills from a from a. Are you gonna do it? You're gonna tell it. Gap. <laughs> I show up to this. I show up to this to the door, and this girl that I went to high school He's with, tell it. and her boyfriend, this big burly motherfucker from Mississippi. I mean, big guy, like probably six eight, four hundred pounds, six six three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, he's big, and uh, I get out there, and 
there's I mean this is something I would fault in a novel or some shit. No, we I can't believe you're giving this up on this podcast. This is this is what your book's gonna fly on. Well this one day when you write your novel. This this <laughs> I'm there. This is a Trillbillies production. And the girls I'm not gonna say any <laughs> names because this it, it was kinda fucked. This girl's daughter's just like running around like fucking just being wild as hell and all this shit. Yeah, you know that Studio A24 it puts all those indie horror movies out? Yeah. This could be a film yeah. that they could put out. This, yeah. yeah, it could definitely be it. Well, I'm sitting here on the porch and like talk to her. She's like, let me get my daughter lined out and all this kind of stuff. And she's yelling at her daughter and all this kind of shit. About that time, this little girl, and I'm not saying this like making fun of her or anything like that, but this little girl had Down syndrome. Another little girl, not the Another daughter. Another little girl, not her daughter. Yeah. Right. Comes up clarifying. out of nowhere from the woods. And she goes, I wrecked my four-wheeler up here in, in on the strip job. Can you help me find it? I don't know where the key's at. And I guess she had like, I don't know if she had hit her head or like something. She was like a little disoriented. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I look at the girl that I'm trying to buy some Xanax off of. I go, should we go help her? Tell me what kind of time of the year it was. Was it in fall? It was in the fall. Was it creepy outside? It was creepy. Like was it dreary? Crunchy. It was dreary. Right, okay. Also, this Except isn't just like <clears throat> the girl you buy pills off of. She's like shooting Adderall into her neck. This is like literally, literally special kind of. <laughs> literally, I mean, this is like this is like. I'm telling when I say you ain't built for Scuttlehole Gap, I'm telling you ain't fucking. You're built not for built for Scuttlehole Gap. Scuttle I, had, I had no business being at Scuttlehole. Yeah. Gap. After you told me the story, I said you never need to go there again, Tom. No. And fucking <laughs> pretty ass thought he's gonna move up there in that cabin. <laughs> that motherfucker. You gotta cut that out. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Well, anyway. Uh. No, this is not over. This story. Yeah, I was gonna say, over. how many times have you heard this? One? I, I, <laughs> it's my favorite story. I'll hear it five I, more times. I do. Like I go. It. <laughs> With my drug dealer <laughs> hacking into the woods to help this little girl find her four-wheeler keys and find her four-wheeler. Now, mind you, when I get there, the person in question that's selling me the pills is already higher than fucking Georgia Pine. So I'm up here in the middle of the fucking woods in goddamn Scuttlehole Gap, Kentucky, trying to find this goddamn four-wheeler with this little girl. And, uh, well... We finally happened upon it. She'd stuck it down in a big fucking mud puddle. But she couldn't find the key to it. So it's like literally like a needle in the haystack situation. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're sitting up there and we're walking around. I mean, I this was like, you know, I told my girlfriend I'm going to be gone like half an hour. And I'm gone three hours. <laughs> She's probably scared as fuck because you can't get service up there. Like I'm gone for a while. We scour the fucking woods. And wouldn't you know it, that little girl had the four-wheeler key in her fucking pants the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> she got up there driving that. She oh. was afraid to drive it off the hill. Yeah. So she was goes, she goes, oh, I found it. And I saw her pull it out of her pocket. Oh man! And I—I I mean, I'm up there. I'm fucking sweating. Didn't you think at any time you're about to be robbed? I thought. I yeah, thought, it's a setup. I thought. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty streetwise, you know. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom pulls his brass knuckles out, puts them on. Streetwise. <laughs> well, 
Are you woods wise though, bitch? Well, that's it, the question. Anyway, ain't a street to be seen. Anyway, we so we get it, and I, you know, the my drug dealer take, drives the four wheeler off the hill, and I said, um, should we call her parents or something like that? She goes, no, I'll take her home. And I'm thinking she's going to like, like get in her car and like drive her somewhere. She tells that little girl to hop on the four-wheeler she took into the woods. And then she drives her down the road. Nobody knows who her parents are. They're she just like relied on this little girl to tell her where she lives at. Damn. Yeah, because my favorite part of the story that you've skipped here is that at some point you said, who is this girl? And your drug dealer says, I've well, never seen know. her before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, she hadn't seen her I've before. never seen her before. And that's when I would have said, bye. I'm getting the fuck out of here. It still, it still fucks with me to this day. But she found the parents. Damn, I don't know. I, you know, I never followed up to ask. Well, that's a weird. That would be a weird. You left and you never went back. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I went back one other time. <laughs> it's dry out here for them zannies. You gotta take them when you can get them. He's up in that zanny family. Oh fucking a! That was the same night that we had Amethyst here in that car. Oh. trailed her. A lot of weird things going on. In, that was in, a weird oh weekend in Whitesburg. Oh, yeah. We'd had us so paranoid. I mean, you two are paranoid anyway, as usually. Absolutely. Just normal. <laughs> but our level of paranoia after all that was peak. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's insane. It could be a movie. Anyway. I don't know if that's that good a story. I've lost something in my storytelling ability. Yeah. No, the good. whole turn of that story is that because the whole time I'm thinking, this girl knows the kid, la, la, No, la. yeah, I'm but sorry. But the peak yeah. is when, like that, when you tell it again, just remember that. Nobody <laughs> knows yeah. who this little girl is. So eventually, when you look at her and say, like, who is this kid? And she's like, I don't fucking know. I've never seen her before. This is and very... you all are in the woods with her. I have been um, on a Unsolved Mysteries binge for about oh, two God. or three months now. Uh, really, since the beginning of January. So this this goes, this fits right into that. This is a this is Robert Stack needs to be here. She might have been an angel, little cherub. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> Unsolved mysteries is the shit. She yeah, what, what should have gotten me out in the woods and just said in a voice, "You don't need them, Thomas." <laughs> <laughs> you don't need those little blue football pills. <laughs> you got it inside you to be this. <laughs> You know, oh, nervous little boy! Look. Well, y'all are talking about cops trailing you, and I got pulled over this weekend. Oh cops shit! Cops trailed me. What happened? But I wasn't driving. But they came to my side, and you talk oh, about always, sweating. They always do that. I don't know why. Sweating. They try to throw. I think they think that it's going to throw you off, and it does. It oh, really yeah. does throw you off. Yeah, it was an unmarked car, and my friend that was driving was like, "There's a cop behind us," and I looked and I was like, "No, nah, that ain't a cop." She was like, "Yeah, it is. That's a cop." And I was like, "Nah, that ain't a cop." About that time, he whizzes past us because we hit the two lane, and he gets right beside us. I look over, I realize it's a cop, and then he hits the brakes, comes back behind us, oh, and then pulls us over. Oh, that's the worst feeling and, ever. Oh my god, I was sick. I was so sick. And my friend, she works for the state, so she was like, "They don't care." She like didn't even fucking care. She like she's like the she. Anyway, whatever. I don't understand it. Yeah. But she was like, "It's fine." He comes to my side. 
and the whole reason was we were going too slow because I was trying to teach my friend how to drive sticks. I drive stick shift. She never drove one before, so I let her drive a few laps around Fish Pond Lake, and then we got out on the main road. <laughs> <sighs> so he comes to my window, and he's like, where are y'all headed? And I just stare at him, and she's like, she was trying to teach me how to drive sticks. She was, like, very charming. It was just like, I'm just going, sorry, I'm going so slow. We're just going to her house. And she was, like, laughing, and then he started laughing. He said, oh, that makes sense. He said, I, I figured y'all wouldn't be drunk this early in the morning because it was, like, before noon. Uh-huh. You don't know us, pal. And I, and I was just like, <laughs> I just barely said anything. I don't know why. I just froze the fuck up. We're trying this nutritional yeast experiment. <laughs> <laughs> you just put a teaspoon of some yogurt before you go out, see? And... So he was just like, oh, you'll get used to it. Good luck. We got back in this car. Well, that's cool. I know. It was a miracle. I got pulled over in New Mexico because I'm not used to driving on straight roads. So I, I was going like <laughs> 90 and a 70. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, that's reckless driving. You can't help it. He, he knocked it down for me. He knocked it down to 85. How generous. Because I, I was just like, I don't live here, man. I, I live in the mountains and... Uh, and this these straight roads. Actually, I didn't tell him any of that. Man, I, I live in Kansas. <laughs> I just realized that's not Leon. Yeah, no. You didn't know I have another cat? Oh, this cat to us is Poopy Butt. Yeah, that's B. Oh, I remember you got Poopy Butt. Remember yeah. you like, carried him in a blanket out to the car yeah. that time? Good old the truck honked at Hebers. you. Yeah. Where's Leon? Leon's upstairs. He's asleep. <laughs> He's he, he's got a little spot up there. He, he, this is like his prime sleep. This is, he does this every day. He'll come in at about one or two, I guess. I don't know. I'm not here, and he'll sleep. He wakes up. I feed him. He goes out for the night. <laughs> he's out all night. Doing God knows what. Pretty much. He'll come back in here at like six in the morning and fucking fight with that one on fucking my chest. Hung over yeah, he, wow. yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> Fuck you, did PB. That is a terrible schedule. Jesus. Oh, yeah, no. If you stick around for like another hour or so, he'll come down. Oh, yeah. I think you tried to give me this cat when you first got Yeah, it. I did. I tried to give it to everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you didn't. PB stuck. No, I'm I'm glad. Uh, she's she's really goddamn funny. Um, She looks really funny. Just look at her. She looks weird as shit. She's got a tiny head and a huge belly. <laughs> that is a very she. She does have the uh, Michael Jordan syndrome, where his head's like the size of a grapefruit. Right. Oh my right. God. Did y'all? Um, damn. Did y'all go to the teacher strike rally Friday or Saturday? No, we no. didn't. We didn't go. Uh-oh. We thought about going. Um, thought about it. We thought. Of, yeah, we even met, met, like texted some people. You know, put some feelers out there. Um. What's it look like out there? <laughs> I just feel like all the teachers, every teacher I know in West Virginia that I've talked to this week is so stressed out. They're like physically sick, still rallying, and they're like paranoid as fuck that everyone thinks that they're fucking up and doing the wrong thing. Um, Something is going on with that today, but I've been fucking around with this audio equipment just for so long. I haven't been paying attention to the news. Well, but- the latest I heard is that... They're getting their five percent pay raises for the state employees, and there's some committee that's going to be meeting about their PEI demands. And but the you know obviously in true uh, Republican fashion, 
they're saying, well, we're going to give you 5% raise, but it's going to come at the cost of Medicare. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess the, the whole sticking point is health care, which is, just makes me feel like they should be striking for even more. <laughs> more health care for more people. Anyway, I, this, like, I mean, this whole thing has, like, been the most hope I've had in a long time is this, like, 55-county strike. It's pretty incredible. And it just is a good reminder that it is fucking hard it's so fucking hard labor strikes are so intense and scary and difficult and it is a it's i think we over romanticize it yeah and it's fucking really hard i have seen a lot of that going on um yeah it is interesting though like it um it's such a really great nexus point um between like several or among several different things like um, it's just, I don't know. It's just like parents have to talk about it because their kids are home from school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like it raises consciousness in a way that's that ve- that very few other things could do. Like, you know, if your communications workers go on strike, it's very important. You know what I mean? Like, it's um, but it it doesn't raise consciousness in the same way that like this kind of strike would. Even though I I'm not saying that one is better or more effective than the other. I I guess I'm just saying that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like. I mean, it's just, there's, there are huge ripple impacts. Yeah, yeah. The ripple right. of a teacher strike is so great. Exactly. So large. Like, and because it's like one girl, I mean, I was in a wedding with her. She was, we were bridesmaids in a wedding a couple summers ago. And um, there's a viral picture going around of her. And I was like, girl, I'm living for this picture of you. I'm so proud of you. And she was like, are you hearing bad stuff? Like, no, bitch, I'm proud of you. It's all good. I've been hearing all good stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm sick of the dog on the picket line. I'm out here right now about to have a fucking panic attack. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. it's, and, and even, even I was surprised to hear it because I was like, oh my God, you're such a bad bitch. This is amazing. And she was like, uh, she's just like, you know, I, just the, vo- her voice was just. Right. Well, it's, it's, um, it's. Not an insignificant thing when you no when you uh, decide to stand up. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't I don't know. Today, um, someone popped off with something which I've heard before of something like, "Yeah, it's just you know this this is nasty." Like I'm glad this is going on, and I hope it like brings up better consciousness for people so that they remember our labor history here because it seems just like people and this is someone who not from around here and they he was like i just feel like people like don't even have a memory of it anymore they don't even want to talk about it and they don't even say nothing about it i'm like because it was painful bitch it was pain yeah, it was painful it was fucking painful you like you like chit-chatting about your trauma is that what you like chit-chatting about with people because the only thing i ever heard about strikes and i grew up on the harlan county line and my um, papa and uncle ran a gas station, and the only thing I ever heard them talk about was having to service scab trucks at night in the dark behind the fucking gas station so that they didn't cause a fucking riot because they were, like, pulling fucking tools and shit out of people's tires, out of their truck tires. just like, crazy shit. And, like, sneaking people food so that you didn't, like, end up in your own fucking trouble. I mean, it's just, like, it's it's painful. And then, like, the whole fallout of the labor struggle here where, I mean, there was just a lot of loss. There was a lot of fucking loss. And people just have a lot of pain and and trauma around it. And I think this brings stuff up for people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are also the same people that sort of, you know, talk about 
these sort of strikes being a huge win for the left and leftism and socialism. And it's like working people don't really even think in those terms. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, what you and I were talking about the other day, Terrence, it's like there's like dying little Republicans that are like, you know, in unions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's, uh, I'm not saying that as like a discouraging thing at all, but I think it's like, you know, we're kind of jumping the gun when we're when we're saying stuff like, "Well, this is like, uh, you know, uh, a big win for socialism." Or well, it's it's like people sort of like, I you know, I've seen people say this a lot, and I don't know, I, I haven't really even sat down long enough to really even process a lot of what I've seen and been reading about it lately, and you know, heard people talk about it and experience, but it it does seem to me that some some people sort of like cosplay as these um you know as like sort of like working people right or i don't know does that make any sense <laughs> frontliners we know the top <laughs> so i don't know i don't uh, there is a weird sensationalism to it and i think that um that really starts to well you know like as you were saying it really starts to wear on people over time um, it sort of discounts the experience of people that have actual, you know, yeah. going through some things. It's like, yeah. I'm so proud of them, and I don't even know how to support them other than to send money. But Right, but yeah, right but now, people, but, but it all comes from a good place. It's just really hard to do in this in our media environment. I mean, yeah. like, I, I mean, like, I think people really do want to show solidarity and, and be able to support yeah. Support and, them, but. and I think the holdout has to be, because they're losing so much money by being out of school. Like this, like there's just so much, there's just so much complication from being out of school. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much to consider. Like I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that the legislature is seeing the long game here and trying to make an example and wait and trying to wait them out, trying to wait yeah. them out. That's why yeah, they, totally. they convinced the fucking union leaders to get them to go back to work. Like at yeah. this point, it's a wildcat strike. Um, maybe that's changed by today. It's changing every time. It's like, you know, we're probably going to say things that are untrue by the time this is yeah. published. So, right, sorry. Right. We're doing the best we can. But um, because they're trying to wait them out because they do not want to set a precedent that striking gets the goods. Right. Because it's today it's the teachers. Tomorrow it's fucking nurses. Whatever. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it healthcare workers strike. I don't even know what that looks like. Because healthcare work, at least in our state, healthcare workers are the highest position. Like that, that's what most people are doing. They're working in the healthcare industry. Well, one thing they've done, I see, they did the classic okie doke, and we saw this with like the PSC rate hikes in Kentucky with the AEP stuff. Mm -hmm. How they come out with this ridiculous figure that they're shooting for, right? Say they really, what they really want is a nine percent rate increase. They come out and say we're going to raise rates eighteen percent. Yeah. And then once, you know, they go to the bargaining table and then they say, well, I guess let's do nine. Yeah. And that's what they wanted the whole fucking time. Yeah. Right. I see Jim Justice pulling that thing. Like yeah. he knew he was going to have to give up that 5% all the time. So what does the Senate do? The Senate gets petty and says, you know, we're going to do 4%. That, and we're not a cent more. And so Justice can come over the top and say, no, no, I was in the pocket for you. I got you 5%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the good cop, bad cop. Good yeah, cop, bad cop routine. Yeah. yeah. And supposedly this 5% is just an agreement, like 5% right now, with the plan for it to be more, for it to be a stair step. 
that's what the current legislation is. So like a new contract where there'll yeah. be incremental pay raises yeah. for every In, so yeah. often. Yeah. That's from my understanding. But this healthcare piece, it's like, I mean, the, the imagery of our fucking teachers having to strike for healthcare is sick. It is so fucking sick. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and like, they're not even striking. They're just striking for their own health care. You know, like <laughs> they should be striking for their health care, their kids' health care, because how, how different their classrooms would look if their kids were healthy. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much. Yeah. So much, so much ripple effect. I mean, and they literally are. I know this has been a headline that people have seen that they were like organizing to make sure their kids are fed. But multiple teachers I've talked to have been literally like, I'm worried sick about my kids. Because yeah. they because they have certain kids in their class that they know aren't getting fed at home, and that's the least that's the least of it. Yeah. It's no food. Yeah. At like, least they know if they're coming to school, they're going to get two meals. Yeah, and not even the meals. At least they know if they're coming to school, they're not at home with the abusive people that live in their home. Yeah. Right. And they're not in these like really bad situations. And that would be in any, just to clarify, that would be in any fucking place in the world, <laughs> in any country, not yeah, just like yeah. our fucking problems. But there are always kids in a classroom who are better off at school than home. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a real I've got nothing profound to add about that. Yeah, it's I'm just sorry. like it's just really exciting and really scary all at the same time. Um and I think it's a good reality check. <laughs> Cuz of course the first day I was just like fucking cowboy rallying, just like woo, teachers all struck. And the longer it goes, um you know, it's like this exciting thing that we're all gaining energy from, I feel like, but it's just I I don't even think we know what the long term ramifications of how what what this is taking out of teachers. Yeah. But hopefully it inspire I mean, hopefully it does inspire other people to get what they to try to organize to get what they deserve. Yeah. Well, well go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I don't I think that you I think that you will because um obviously this isn't just isolated to West Virginia and you can only push people so far and all that. Yeah. But yeah. Which the biggest, the most frustrating has been just the, just, you know, our same tip all the time of the difference in media coverage of post-election in West Virginia to strike in West Virginia is just pitiful. Well, <clears throat> it's almost like it didn't even happen. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like they haven't really, um, it's been pointed out, but yeah, they haven't really covered it. At, at very much or they weren't at the beginning i'm not sure if they are now it's getting a lot of national media but none of it is the like fucked up um showing up to some rando clinic being like oh were you were you on health care and who did you vote for and what are your issues do you know you're about to die like this kind of shit you know mm -hmm. like who did you vote for Just we like this. basically terrence as a doctor <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had a uh i was telling tom or somebody about this the other day we had someone um from cnn contact us and I, you, it's so funny like you can't even make this shit up it's literally out of a pa parody somebody from cnn contacted us and said they wanted uh they were looking for two trump supporters who um were maybe having second thoughts which well, is funny like we're still hearing this in 2018 yeah as, and and you know like we've joked like we've joked so many times about that in the past and plenty of other people have as well but it's just like like are we still? Well, and, and my <laughs> like, question is, this journalist, do you go to the grocery store? 
Do you have a bank? <laughs> yeah. Do you go into the world? Right. Do, have you ever met anyone? <laughs> do you have family? Have do you, you had a no person human in, the co- in the country? Do you get your hair done? What, who who the fuck are you dealing with out in the world? Because they act like they're all... Half, what What are the numbers for Staten Island? Like, who are these motherfuckers? Yeah, that's right. Go there. Go there. There's go, far more people. Go to Trump a barber there. shop, bitch, and ask them. All right. Wherever the fuck you are. All right. It's so crazy. I know. The, the calls we get at Apple Shop are just. I love how they have the archetype laid out that they want right when they call you. Yeah, we had this whole conversation today because we're trying to. Anyway. Being here it, in just... this moment. And moving back home a couple of years ago and being here in this moment has given me a real education in media literacy. Oh, my God. In a way that I had never even thought of before. Like, people that I used to hold up as, like, just, like, paragons of fucking good journalism are fucking hacks. You know what I mean? This is so lazy. It's yeah. just, And it's just, like, oh, it's just... I mean, it's the most cookie-cutter shit. And even, it's like, they they aren't even... They, it's not. It's like they're they're not even trying to avoid that. Like yeah. they know they're just here. They like already have the story written. They need to plug in some names and quotes real quick. I mean, even when PBS came to, oh Leon's up. Oh shit, that tigress. Good God evening, damn. Um, even when PBS was here, they literally referred to the CBS story so many times. They were like, "Well, this, we want to do this shoot like CBS." Because it's just, it's like a, it's an equation. It's yeah. just like an equation that they are just, it's math. Yeah, this, they've got the story written before they get here. And they just need to plug I in the I know. Pick. Leon come creeping down. Little line. <laughs> little Leo. Did y'all watch the Oscars? I tried. I just don't have cable and no way to watch it. I don't, I don't know how to hack into the internet to do that kind of thing. I'll be honest with you. I'm not saying this to be a cool guy. Because I feel like real FOMO. Because I can't get into award shows, uh-huh. like I can't, and I just feel like everybody else is talking about. It and I know nothing about it, but I fucking hate award shows more than anything. They're pretty bad. It is a lot to keep up with, and then the next day I feel a lot of pressure because I mean I do fancy myself a pop culture queen, and so when I get to work the next day and people are like, I don't, I don't know, and I'm just like, I don't, oh, I don't know what <laughs> happened, or I'm just like, yeah, that was crazy because <laughs> I'm just. I was, a lot. I was laughing the other day um, thinking about, like, you know how, like, Hollywood is basically, like, very sort of liberal, just sort of like Obama liberal. And I was thinking about, like, what if the sort of main cultural sort of uh, tendency in Hollywood was alt-right? Like, could you imagine, like, if all if if Hollywood movies were made with an alt-right message? <laughs> like, I was thinking about this idea of this, like, future dystopia... It's like set in this. It's like set in the future, and if it's an alt right movie, it's a dystopia because it's after the patriarchy has been overthrown, and so like matriarchs basically rule everything, and the, the like hell, the this, hell, and the, they find themselves <laughs> in this hellscape they now occupy. Yeah, they, they're, they're in a hellscape, right? And so like they're rounding up all these people who were like me tooed, and they like went into hiding after this. <laughs> me tooed yeah. as a verb. They were me tooed as a verb. <laughs> Oh, right. oh my god! Right, right, and so it's like this William Wallace type character, like it's sort of like a Braveheart type character, like he's like the last sort of holdout. <laughs> oh my god! No, <laughs> I mean, um, I lost my wife. I lost my kids. 
And all because this bitch said I grabbed her ass. Right. Well, and the, I'm the, here for it. It would work at the very end because you know, in the end of Braveheart, it looks like they're cutting off William Wallace's dick. It never actually shows you what they're doing. But the to implication him. is right. that right. like it would work for this one too. They could cut off his dick, and he'd be like, "Freedom!" You know what oh I mean? my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Oh, what would the alt right? Well, I started to say, what would the alt right three hundred be like? But three hundred is the alt right. Oh yeah, three hundred <laughs> is the alt right for sure. I I don't know. I tried to work with several other other ones, but I just couldn't. Like Forrest Gump would have been kind of funny. Like if it was like if if like all the 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 things he hit along the way were like Barry Goldwater, and you know I don't know. Like you know like he, maybe he gravitated towards him more. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mostly show up for the fashion. I'm mostly there to see the fashion. The Oscars? All the award shows. I'm always really into the fashion. And that's why I was kind of not into it when they did all the all black, all black dresses. It like really brought the fashion down, but it was all like a statement. What it do you was th- good, but. What do you think the all right version of Apollo 13 would be? Do the all right people think with the Gary Sinise was in it, so like, it kind of already is. <laughs> Were you going to say something? This is awful to think about. I don't want to think about the all right version of anything. Any Clint Eastwood movie would be the all right version of it. Right. What about Kubrick? Cube. Oh, 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 oh. Um. Let, let's see. The all right version of the Shining of two thousand one <laughs> of two thousand one Space Odyssey. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um. Let's see, Hal would be, uh, well, that's a computer, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal, <laughs> I don't know, I got nothing. I know, well, what about, what about Dr. Strangelove? That's one of my favorite comedies. See, the, the, his movies kind of defy that because, like, it's so satirical. It's so deeply yeah. sardonic. Um... You need something with a sort of a, a, a ideological blank slate, like um, Homeward Bound. <laughs> Homeward Bound. <laughs> okay, Homeward Bound. Oh I can actually God. do because if Homeward Bound, <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about Homeward Bound. On Homeward Bound. You know, it has a nationalistic Nazi sort of vibe to it. You know, Homeward Bound. This is our land. We're ho- Levin's realm. Yeah. yeah. So like the three animals are are Nazi fascists. Right. Right, sort of trying to reclaim, make their way back to the Holy Land. The Fatherland? Yeah, the Fatherland. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe Slim Pickens is just alt-right guy. The movie? Slim Pickens is the character who rides the rocket. The rocket, oh, in 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 Dr. Dr. Strange Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, What what about... uh, what was that movie with Billy Crystal and they were like searching for um Gold Rush. Gold Rush, right. Because they're trying to bring back the gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> See, you can do it. It's Why are we like this. Okay, as fun as this is, I need to I gotta scoot out of here. You gotta go. I gotta go. Wait, let's just do Apollo thirteen before you go. Apollo thirteen. <laughs> Okay. Uh, if it's okay, so but the whole thing is about them faking the moon landing and Kubrick filming it. And Kubrick mm. filming it. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know what. Because they think we didn't land on the moon. 
alt right. I don't know. I don't know what well, the alt right. Well, I'm just saying, like that crowd tends to be more conspiratorial. On the yeah, Venn diagram, I'd say alt right definitely overlaps mm-hmm. moon truthers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You think you think there's some overlap with like Illuminati, B and J, Jay Z and Beyonce, oh. Illuminati conspiracies. <laughs> yeah. With all right. Oh, one hundred percent. Well. well. Maybe even more so now that Beyonce's performed for weapons dealers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that I looked into that. Apparently, it was a Raytheon concert. Apparently, it was a Beyonce concert, and Raytheon like set up a booth there. So it wasn't like she was just. I don't know. It looked misleading. Yeah, I don't drag her through the mud. I wasn't I'm dragging. I wasn't dragging. I'm actually the one who pointed this out to Tom. That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, look, Beyonce <laughs> performed for Raytheon. <laughs> he got me riled up about it. I was like, no. <laughs> look at this. This is pathetic. I had a dream. <laughs> Clickbait bullshit. I had a dream not too long ago that I was at this party and I I got a little drunk and I pooped myself a little bit. These are your anxiety written dreams. And you know who swooped in to clean me up and hold me and save me? Be nothing other than Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> that it was is a, a wet dream, my like, friend. No, that it is was a kinky wet dream. It was not a kinky wet dream. It was a very warm dream because she's got this very <laughs> maternal thing going on. It was like she, I think twins. she said it's okay, baby, and like kind of wiped my face with a wet oh towel and put God. me to bed. This Jesus Christ! God damn, dude! Oh, God amazing. damn. Okay, well I need to scoot out of here. Um, I'm gonna. Stop this. Hopefully it doesn't erase everything. Thanks for listening.